0: Hello, um, well, hi everyone. So my name is Oli, AKA Michelle, and I'm from Girl Guys podcast. So today I am super, 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 super excited to have Rehema, um, Rehema, what is this? How do you, how does Njambi, do is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's, it's kind of long story short, like how I actually got to reading Rehema, Rehema's piece of work called This House, is um uh, gift nyoni who i think you probably know um, yeah put out a post on instagram so i think it's really important that i share this because i also want to give kudos to him um he put out a post on instagram so not facebook on uh probably like a few weeks ago saying that he had five of these books five of these pamphlets that he wanted to um that he had and he was like if anybody is interested in this amazing piece of work, get in touch with me, and I will send you out a copy. Me being me, I think I was like uh, I probably must have been the first person to kind of go on to, to see to see the person's like yes, me, um, send it to me. And reason being, um, I really just like I, I just I gave birth like seven weeks ago, so I'm really looking for something light to get into. And I read this. Oh dear! (laughs) less than a day and I was reading it and I was reading it to my daughter as well so shout out to gift thank you so much for this um and then I there's a poem that I will get into it but there's a poem in there that I was like oh my god like I would love 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 to speak to her just to kind of get her thought process like what was she thinking when she was writing this um and I was like so I reached out to her, to Rehema on social media, on Twitter, and I said, oh my God, it would be amazing to have you on. And lo and behold, here you are. Um, so it's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. So just to give you a few things about, a uh, few facts about Rehema, So she is a Kenyan born, British raised. Um, this is her first piece of work, amazing piece of work. Um, and I can't believe that it's literally that this is your first piece of work because I can only imagine the, the amount of that, the things that are yet to come from you. So really looking forward to that. Um, you were shortlisted for the Murky Books New Writers' Prize in December, 2020. Um, yeah, and you're a published author.
1: <laughs> it's shocking to me every time that like statement happens. I just like, who, who is that person?
0: <laughs> do you feel like there's a bit of a disconnect do you feel like it's like you're talking about somebody else
1: um it's odd it's weird because so yes and no I mean I've worked in publishing for the last seven years so that was like my career so I know books in the book world and I've always loved reading so this is kind of my home in a way um and publishing is like the dream you know I think for any writer whether you do it through self-publishing or more traditional means, you want to have your name on something printed. There's something really beautiful about that. Um, but when it, <laughs> I remember when it actually happened and like the book came in the post and I was like, I'm holding my book. Like, I, I'm still not, I don't know. I, I can't put into words what it's like, but yeah, it, it feels good to be able to take that thing off and be yeah. like, I mean, hopefully I write more things to get published and that would be great. Yeah. but if it never happens I, I was thinking about this and I was like if I was to see my 10 year old self right mm-hmm. and they um I told them that we wrote a book mm-hmm. and it had our name on it and like mm-hmm. I was like would they be satisfied and I felt really good being able to say actually yeah I think they would be like if this was all I ever did I think mm-hmm. I would be able to say I've lived that dream Mm-hmm. So that's that's really
0: nice yeah that's so nice that is actually like so nice to hear and to think that when you were already 10 years old were you already into the creative space like were you already thinking like were you thinking and writing at the same time or did you just consume a lot of like do you read a lot like what was it like for you um I mean, it was
1: really very- reading for me came at a really odd time in my life right like so I like I said I'm Kenyan um I moved to England when I was around nine or Mm ten and I was a really quiet kid and then you move to a different country and it's just even more quietness because Mm -hmm. you have to like figure out how you're living and inhabiting this place. um and I went to school like they were still doing middle schools at this time in England (laughs) and you know it was like year six and years like that was a weird period where you like did primary and then had like two years of like no man's land and then he went to secondary school mm-hmm. um and I just would hide out in the library and I made friends with people who were in the library and I remember reading like the book that I read when I was 10 that just stuck with me which this fantasy novel uh by Tamara Pierce and it was about a girl who wanted to be a knight Um, But she couldn't. It was like set in this, you know, medieval time, and Mm -hmm. so she disguises herself as a boy, um, and goes off to be a knight. And it just something about that story really grabbed me at that time, um, and I just fell in love with that idea of like writing and words and Mm -hmm. finding places and refuge and home and that kind of thing. So it's been there all that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started journaling because I was like not really talking to anyone and that kind of is how it came about really so yeah the words have always been like a good solace to me I don't know that I started really thinking about it publishing and Mm -hmm. having something in my own name Mm -hmm. until I was a bit older but Mm -hmm. it's always
0: been there it's always been there yeah what sort of a a household were you in that kind of um you feel like your your gift was kind of nurtured um because and I'll explain why I asked this question is from my generation i'm zimbabwean and we always kind of not always but from where i'm coming from like my family always felt that the important things to be nurtured were things like math so you know you go for mm-hmm. extra extra lessons in math. you know get your um, get making sure that you knew how the times table worked you know from the word go so it, the, the, yeah. the creative side of um Growing up, it was never really nurtured because it was always like, you know, if you if you can do anything, count, you know. Boy, yeah. and <laughs> you you need to know numbers, you know, if you want to venture into engineering, you need to know numbers, you know. So that was kind of the that's the kind of space that I was brought up in. So I'm always interested to hear when somebody was like, oh, you know, at this age, um, I was yeah. journaling away, and was your gift was it was it nurtured from? The get go or did that come? Um, yeah, from
1: I come, I come from a really. I mean, similarly, I think, I think any child of immigrant parents, right? Like we all have that. It's mm-hmm. almost inevitable that the whole idea of you're here for an education and for a better life, like that's so drilled into everything we did, right? So, um, it wasn't. It wasn't in the sense that it was encouraged. Like you know, oh, this is your interest. amazing. Go do that and. Mm-hmm get all the opportunities and you know my mom would take us to library and bring home all our 20 books that we could get on our library card and things like that so definitely there was that sense of you could just invest in all of these things you're interested in um but similarly alongside that was you know just the plan was you're going to be a lawyer like that that was literally the plan (laughs) um up until a levels i was literally like i had applied to go to law at uni um which did not happen thanks yep. the lord <laughs> mm. um but yeah up until that time it was just all of those things were being encouraged and my mm. I mean I was very grateful I think to come from a family that was very much the idea that you know you can do anything yeah but this might be safer I think that was the message yes. I was getting a lot yeah. of the time and I remember I applied for uni and then I got into um college for law and then wow. I just like something in me was like no it's not like we, we we don't want this and I went for a um like a week work experience at a law firm and they went to work with suitcases and I kept going where are all these people going and it wasn't anywhere <laughs> they were going it was just paperwork <laughs> and I was like yeah no we can't we, no no nah, lord we can't do this yeah. they set away. this set so the way this is I took sick. a break like mm-hmm. and I took a gap year and I had this conversation with my mom and I was like I want to study English mm-hmm. I want to do English literature I think it took about a year to convince her that this mm-hmm. was like the thing mm-hmm.
0: um
1: but eventually she was like look if if that's what you really feel like we're doing cool that's the direction we're going wow. I just need you to be
0: sure Amazing. so yeah
1: so I don't know it's a bit of both but yeah it wasn't, okay, no, it wasn't all like, plain saying
0: <laughs> that is really nice to hear like you know it's always nice to hear that um, and I suppose as time progresses as well, we'll become the parents who are also just like, oh, you know, you can do whatever you want, whatever it is that you want to be, you can be, you know. Um uh, so, so this brings me to this, this house, right? I mean, I to start off with like the title. Like, why, why, why this house? Like, why was that important to kind of um to 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 entitle your first um, work this house, like why?
1: Um, that's a really good question. So actually when I first started writing these poems, um, they had a totally different type. And I I, you know, submitted it to my publisher and we were in conversation and she kept saying, you oh, there's this motif repeated throughout. There's these, the, the words this house literally are repeated quite often
0: mm-hmm.
1: or just talking about a house is repeated quite often um and i think okay. it just it felt i wanted to talk about the conversations i felt like i grew up having with uh-huh. the women in my house uh-huh. right like you know when you come from the kind of communities you come from aunties like it, it's just standard right like yeah. you will find yourself in a kitchen somewhere in a room somewhere and the women will be talking and inevitably it will lead into this even when they're having conversations amongst themselves there's this yes. little bit of like wisdom thrown in or like just a cautionary tale thrown in and i felt like there was a lot of that that i had growing up um, and i'd got to a place where i was really beginning to examine my relationship with womanhood and with being an immigrant woman with being a black woman with being just who was I, like, with faith, with everything, and it was, it was becoming so intense in my head, (laughs) and it just kind of collapsed into this place where I started imagining I was having conversations with lots of other Black women in this house, Mm -hmm. and what were they saying, what were their stories, and a lot of it is fed into by um, a lot of the things I grew up hearing and the stories I grew up hearing, but I also, you know, I was really privileged and very lucky to um, come from a very open community. I mean the Kenyan community at least in with there's a lot of us. <laughs> um, and they've always been really open about having conversations when you want to. So I, you know, I put out like a, a message and WhatsApp and my mom shared it and the other aunties shared it. And I just say, you know, I really want to talk to women about certain topics and it will be anonymous and there'll be a forum and just if you're okay and if you're open with that, can we have a conversation? And I had so many great responses. Um, but what I started also realizing was it started of feeling like a lot of them had lived the same experiences and it was just beginning to be this process it was like we all just were living these experiences and I the same responses that one person was having the, the other person would have and a lot of it was tied to like you know resilience and faith and faith being such a big part of it and you know being the kind of matriarch and being the driving force in their homes and in their families but also loneliness and a lot of grief mm-hmm. I felt so, so yeah so that's why this title and up being the title that it is because I wanted it to be you know I, I hope that people get the sense that these conversations are connected mm-hmm. um they have it's one house Yeah. I imagine that it's women in this house and they're having a conversation and these are the things that they're saying to their daughters, to themselves, to their sisters,
0: you know. No, I love that. I love that so much. And um, so I was saying to you earlier that I have a 21-year-old daughter. And, you know, so I read this and then I passed it over to her and I was like, oh, have, I was like, read this. You're going to love it. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. can see this, but this is the way we read. In- oh. <laughs> this is the way we read. I love this it. <laughs> so it's- Me too. I love that. So we have, so we had a conversation, like, you know, and we were talking about, um, so she's marked out, like, her, the points that she, that resonate with her, and, of course, like, my, the one that that resonates with me, which I will talk about a bit later on, Um, but I say this to say that it's just so interesting that, you know, you talk about the conversations you were having with other women, because the conversation that we had, I was like, I, I feel like there's so much that is packed in this in this pamphlet, in this book, um, there's so many stories that you can tell are coming out with, with each poem. And I was like, I just wonder how she actually did this because how is it that you can talk about, you know, belonging, talk about identity and talk about faith? Um, mm. And yes, why we can all be from one person. I just felt like there were so, um, so many stories packed with each different With with each different poem, so I'm quite, I'm quite excited to when she comes home to tell her that, oh, you know, this is actually the background of it. It's quite, Mm. um, it's something. There's there's something about your work that really enlightens, you know. I, I was I'll tell you this, like we're in the kitchen like last week, and I was when I said she was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to be chatting through him now. So, you know, let's have a discussion about the book. And um, we're in the kitchen and we're talking about some of you know, the first few poems were like, Oh my god. So we literally got, went down and she was like, Oh, let me tell you what I was thinking. So, you know, having that different perspective, having um, how someone else thinks. Unfortunately, my daughter and I kind of we're sometimes on the same wavelength. So we I think we mm. think alike. But it's also quite nice when she's bringing her young self into it. And she's like, Oh, do you think she meant this? You know? And I'll give you like um an example, like the very first, your very first poem in the book, that all these truths were mm-hmm. set to, All these truths you never set free. Um, mm. so we were talking about how um so the last line it's actually, I'll just read the, the, the whole thing um you talk about mm. i reach for the pen and i remember that you wanted this for yourself the selfishness of pen and paper and solitude hand gripped over muses wrist. anything to keep this gift that you once had but could not turn into anything all these truths you never set free resting in the hands you gave me so we were chatting and we're like so who do you think she is talking about who do you think um is this person who has who had these truths that uh were never set free and they are now resting in 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 your in your hands um so we were just having a very discussion about that and we're talking about oh is it your mom is it you know but who did you have somebody in mind or is it one of the women that you had been speaking to um who kind of gave you this like where did this particular poem come like do you remember like where it where which direction yeah it came from? yeah
1: it's a little bit of both so I it's uh, it's it's really tricky right with this poem because a lot of it is so center it it centers a lot of the stories about women. Mm. But in this particular poem, I think one of the interesting, and I love this as well about poetry is that there's so many interpretations to it. Yeah. There is where I'm coming from and then yeah. there will be what someone else takes from it. And I yeah. think that's what I love about it. Um for me when I when I started writing this and I, I was having a conversation with my brother who um uh, is twenty seven now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about his a new father. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about fatherhood and you know he didn't grow up with a father we didn't grow up with our dad. Mm-hmm. but one of the things that i know i got from my father is, is this ability to write he mm-hmm. was an amazing writer mm-hmm. um and that has always kind of sat in the back of my head right that these are his my hands are his hands and these gifts are the gifts that he had in I hope to make something of them but in that context you know the impact of like an absentee father or things like that have such an impact on girls and women um, on relationships you yeah. know that you see in then within the houses that you live in mm-hmm. so I think for me beginning there was really just a uh, it was a surprise because I didn't intend it but it mm-hmm. was also just this real acknowledgement that even within this work and this context in this frame of centering women and talking about women's stories you cannot you cannot get away from that
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know or their impact and their relationships with women the daughters the mothers all of that comes within it so you know I, I know I, I talk a lot about that it's about women it's about conversations with women but I hope that within the same breath there is that awareness of um the kind of man in the background of he these is. stories yeah
0: um
1: so with me I think that's where I started because it also also the other thing I started realizing after I kind of came to that conclusion was um when I started writing the stories I mean this was like a three-year process right mm-hmm. so what I started with to this end project is like night and day <laughs> I gotta tell you <laughs> so, oh, listen some of this stuff will never see the light of day <laughs> but you know a lot of what I found really hard was the level of honesty I wanted to bring to the table Mm -hmm. and how much of that you know we grow up with these cultures and these traditions that you are not there are certain things you just don't touch Mm -hmm. you don't say certain things you don't Mm -hmm. talk about certain things um and you don't air your you know dirty laundry out in public and when you leave your house there's this put togetherness when you go to church on Sunday and Things like this is this togetherness about our lives and our lives as women, our lives as Black women and African women. Um, So I think there was also that sense of like the truth in my head, the things you want to say that are there and you're just aware that they're there and you almost are scared to kind of say them and set them free. And it's the challenge of like, I'm holding them now and I can pick what I do with them. Mm -hmm. I can choose what I do with them. Um, and how much do I dare do with them? So I think that, that's also part of what was inspiring that poem. Yeah. It was a real struggle. I just, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I was like, should I be, say, should I be writing that? Should I be acting that? Should I be thinking about that? Like, I just didn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, just, but, um, I, yeah. I appreciate, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of a lot of people who appreciate the honesty that comes out in um, in your work. Because... I think there's, you You are right, I think, especially coming from, um, you know, from households where you're not allowed to kind of really voice yourself and really allow like what you're saying to, to think about some things and to say things out loud, but you have it in and I think that's the, the beauty of art is that it can be interpreted in mm. so many ways and can be freeing in so many ways because you can be like oh my goodness I have thought about this but I've never actually voiced it and yet here I am reading about it and it kind of normalizes things um mm. so, and which is why I suppose for me that is why I consume art or consume like love poetry because I feel like it can sometimes it it, it takes you away from your your norm you know it takes you away mm. from the things that you sometimes guard yourself from so I appreciate the honesty that you have put in this work um you know it, it definitely for me it just I don't know it just it just moved me in so many in so many ways but can I cannot ask about you. so you know you mentioned before that you the, the work that you started with is completely different to what we have now um yeah so what sort of themes what sort of things did you want to kind of bring into into this house like what was important for you to kind of maintain and you know
1: yeah um I mean I I always knew I I was writing about womanhood I was writing about black women I was Mm -hmm. writing about myself as a black woman Mm -hmm. um so that hasn't changed Mm -hmm. right I think I think what has changed is that it's it's Mm -hmm. it's been this process of really learning how to not um Make myself the center subject of the Mm -hmm. work all the time. Does that make sense? So, um, you know, learning about or even phrasing it and working towards um, having the idea of these characters and these conversations and what are these women saying, even though a lot of the stuff, a lot of the poems, you know, have the subject like I, we, our. I also wanted to be able to write something that wasn't so internalized to my one experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has been the biggest shift between what I started with, because what I started with was, you know, it was really reactionary. It was at a place where I was like, I want to write about this and Mm -hmm. this is what I think. And Mm -hmm. it was all good. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, a part of the process, but whilst I was, and I I mean, thank God for good editors, let's just say that. because when you have that outside expertise and voice asking you you know what do you mean by this what Mm -hmm. is what does that look like and what's that supposed to be doing um it helps you kind of think outside of yourself and I think what I wanted was to broaden that experience to be able to say what I wanted to say but have it be something that other people could find space to Mm -hmm. find themselves in
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah so I think that's that's what that process was for me I think that's what it's that's been the biggest difference so I hope that there is that space for people to kind of read it and find something in it that's just um that speaks to where they are because I think for me when I read poetry and poetry to me, so it feels like prayer sometimes it feels mm-hmm. so knowing sometimes and I think that's because when you read a good poem you, you can take a, a sentence and it could just hit you And you can feel like this person is literally putting language to something Mm -hmm. I have struggled to say Mm -hmm. or I've never been able to articulate. And this is exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so powerful. So I really wanted to be able to get there with some of this Mm -hmm. writing. I mean, that was the goal. I don't know if I hit it.
0: (laughs) But that was a (laughs) hope. I think so. Um, Do you have a favorite piece in here?
1: Oh, ah my babies um I do on different days but um one that I really like um let me just find it I did I I there's one particular poem which for whatever reason I think um really became one of my favorites it's called I make small observances for you um and I love this poem. sorry
0: you re- i know you're also performing um you 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 do perform what is it called
1: performance poetry yes. i used to not so much as and uh, not so much anymore <laughs> but um that's where i started that's how i met gif he oh, signed me he- up to do a performance poetry thing <laughs> oh wow <laughs> when we met and um here i am now so you know what he's been such a champion i should pay him like royalties
0: or something wow wow yeah i am three gifts so you know so do you mind um i make smaller no no not at all
1: um every now and then i wake myself up and make observances for you head bowed i pick a color you would love drape it around my neck and make my way to the graveyard i bring you the phrases you love cradled in flowers you would loathe for their soft willingness to live i lay them at the mouth of your door these no one wants you and these the better off dead Oleander, aconitum carolina jesamine all to remind you that i buried you and it was good wow wow yeah i i really love that poem for some reason it just I don't know what does it remind you of like what I think what I love about it um, is I feel like I I think it to me has this image right so you know it's this this woman and she's going to the graveyard and she's doing it deliberately right where she goes through this process and she puts on you know things from her previous relationship and whatever and she's doing it not as an act of grieving but as a reminder that she like she's lived past mm-hmm. this experience, past this person. Yeah.
0: Um and I
1: just love I love that image of her walking away and being like, you know, it was good that I'm the one that survived. I'm the one that gets to walk away, I'm the one that gets to live. Um and so the you know, it lists as well, you know, Oliander Cronism, Caroline and jasmine these are Um, names of flowers that are poisonous and I love the idea of her taking these you know poisonous flowers and kind of putting them at the grave and being like you're dead and here's your poison (laughs) 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 because what I feel like I mean I feel like it embodies that strength in a lot of black women. I think there's so much in the world and in our experiences of life that gives you this much poison and this awful thing and it's not just about a relationship it's so many other things um Mm. about systems in place society and i think the idea of just being able to be like i can take all of these things and remember them and live those experiences and then choose to remember them in the moments when i need to and Mm. walk away from that experience being good i Mm. like that i really like that
0: i i mean i i that was also one of my favorites um pieces as well like my favorite favorite poems um and I think there's something about that whole like walking away you know I like I really Mm. like that you know and the end to all to remind you that I buried you and it was good Uh, I love that you know it's like okay so you're gone you know you were here it was good and you know it's like almost like kind of turning isn't it it's like making a 180 turn and saying okay so Mm -hmm. it was good and now this is what I'm kind of well that's what I took it to Mm. me so I I I love that but it's been um it's been it's been so good I'm just a bit wary of our time um and I just want to give you the opportunity as well just to kind of tell people where to get um your, your your book some people are not going to be as fortunate as me to kind of have it um, <laughs> to get it uh, from gift. But where can people uh, get copies of your work?
1: Um, yeah, so it is in all good bookstores, should be. <laughs> um, you can get it online from Waterstones, Amazon, whatever retailer you prefer, or you know, you can support it's an uh, independently published book by mm. a press in Birmingham. You can support them and order directly from their website. Um, they're called the Emma Press. They're amazing and they do great work. Um, and they are you know, swinging real hard for a kind of small to mid um, publishers, but they're amazing. So you can also buy from them.
0: And what I'll do is I'll put links to um, their website and also where can people find you? Like, are you on, on social? I found you on social media, so I know you're there. Yeah
1: yeah, yeah i am on social media um at rahema jambi practically all of my socials i'm on instagram uh i'm on twitter i'm on facebook and reach me through all of those platforms mm-hmm. um you can also follow my blog where i review and talk about poetry stuff and books and reading hey. um, it's called prescribingpoetry.com
0: prescribing poetry
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I am, I am going to definitely sign up. Um, and from us, from the Girls and Skies podcast, we're actually going to get two copies of these from we'll get it we'll get them from uh the pub directly from the publishers to support Yay. and if there is anybody out there who's listening who also wants um a copy of these so do reach out to us the first two people will get their first two copies free and I have to specify that it has to be within um so preferably not Zimbabwe I know you someone <laughs> in Zimbabwe might be like oh I want a copy but guys bear with us the time the book actually gets there it will be I don't know if it will even get there so please if you're in UK or US then we and you know we will we will buy the book and we'll send it up to you so first two people to reach out to us will get the copy for free um listen it has been great um but before we go before you go before you go Mm. I so I did a little bit of snooping on your on your social media and oh, I audio. found something that I was like, "Oh my god!" So I realized that we're both fans of um, "Made at First Sight Australia." <laughs> and I saw something that just disturbed me. I was like, "What? What? What went on?" Like with um, you, you, you have been going on and on and on about not on and on, but you have mentioned a couple of times about Georgia that Georgia didn't deserve this. So no. you may as well just tell me what it is that she does. I haven't even seen that bit yet. I you want your... the spoilers? Just spoil it. Because you... I'm now curious. I'm like, what the hell happened?
1: No. Okay. This is about to be a full-on run because <laughs> it just <laughs> it. impressed on my soul. so Firstly, because, okay, let me just say this as a disclaimer. I'm not, I know it sounds bad <laughs> considering that I'm out here like live shooting the show. <laughs> but I'm not normally a reality TV watcher. This one just grabbed me. Somehow, like I think I fell into an episode, and now you know, yeah, a whole season later, here I am. Yeah. Um. But Georgia and Liam, so they had this moment at the kind of final dinner thing, uh, where Liam kind of turned around and he basically they had oh they had the honesty box, right? Mm-hmm. And the question was, uh, will your friends and family like you And mm-hmm. Liam said to Georgia, actually, no, they're gonna hate you. And it just his delivery was very wrong, right? It was, in my opinion, com- completely wrong, and it, he would not stop. Like, oh no! I kid you not. He would not stop, and she starts crying, and she oh. really just the poor girl. Um, it's just you can see that she is feeling so terrible because he's like, you know, they don't, they won't like that you're really snobby. They won't like and that. Like, they'll p- think you, they'll think you're snobby. They'll think uh-huh. that you're too high maintenance. They won't like that you, you know. All of these things, right? Basically, it was intense. So then at the final vows, this is the bit that killed it for me. So firstly, shout out to George's mom. They go home and she goes to see her mom and her mom gave her really amazing advice, which by the way, I think George's mom should just be the expert on all of these shows because I don't know what was happening this season. I know,
0: so bad. Um,
1: I think this is just, Nah, it's in my soul so deep <laughs> like, I can't even I can't even but anyways for Georgia's mom we love her she's amazing and then um, she says to Georgia basically look what really happened was that he tore down your confidence and mm-hmm. you know he made you feel less about yourself and that's not what you want he was telling you that you're not good enough or yeah. you're too much or all mm-hmm. of these things and that's the actual essence of the message of what he was saying and it's made you you know really question yourself and Mm. I've never seen you like this and she's like yeah you know what that's true I'm gonna go tell him that Mm. she writes the vows and she's like look when you know when you said x y and z it made me feel like and she basically explains. she's like you know you were in other words gaslighting me and making me feel insecure it made me feel really threatened like she basically just told him as it was the guy could not take it so up until this point, you know, <laughs> he's been all like, yes, we're in love. love and I can't wait friend. for us to love, you know, have our, our relationship come together and we're going to walk out of here. She says all of these things to him and then she says, but I understand that it was maybe just a moment I'm willing to go past it oh, wow. and I want us to, to work it out, right? She says, I want us to work it out. What does he say? He goes, I'm sorry. I just, don't want this and oh, oh god he kicked off i can't even say all of what he said but it was so
0: oh my god uh,
1: and then he walked away and he left her standing there at the altar you and she was just crying and i was like
0: she really doesn't deserve that she's been so who says that? honestly no listen well, I, it's I listen. like <laughs> i can't <Listen>. even <laughs> It sounds like we need a, it we sound like we need a part two to kind of decipher like what happens in maths like there's a lot to talk about from that from this whole season uh, and I think oh, this is so toxic I was just like I'm like sometimes I'm like these guys like how are they actually allowing this to happen but anyway
1: no. story for
0: it story for another day thank you so so much for this I thank appreciate you. I love your work so much I almost feel like we need a part two um like i said like what we'll do is if if people um get out and read your book and they have questions and maybe what we'll do is i'll, I'll get in touch with you and like oh hey would you just do like something for us just to kind of have an I'd evening with you um i i value and i love these conversations so much um i feel like i've had so many questions for you but i think just because of our time um i don't want to kind of um kind of go over Um, so yeah so we'll be in touch I'll keep in touch with you um and hopefully 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 fingers crossed we can do something again I would I would absolutely love that I think my daughter unfortunately she was like she's she's finishing work late today I know that we she was like oh I want to come and meet her so you know (laughs) I'm hoping that I have done this justice but thank you so so much um so guys do go out and get this house like I said if you reach out to us, so I'm gonna do a service like Gift New did for us in that if there is anybody who wants copies of this, reach out to us. But I, like I said, ideally you need to be in a place where we can post it and know that it's going to get there um, in time uh, and actually physically get there. Um, so yeah, so reach out to us um, and let us know. And then we will, we will hopefully have more discussions like that in the future. Um, I would love to thank you so much for having me it's been thank been you lovely thank you thank you thank you all right I'm just going